to the Transfer Window Podcast with me, Johnny McFarlane. Joining me on the line today to talk about all things Chelsea is Duncan Castles. Duncan, Chelsea had a wonderful season last year. Uh, there can be no doubt they were going up against Mourinho and uh, Guardiola and not a lot of people expected them to come away with a title, and especially so easily. Why are things in the garden not quite as rosy as you'd expect? The big problem there is that the manager is aware that they overachieved last season. Um, and the manager, Antonio Conte, is desperate to win the Champions League. He's desperate to prove himself to be what he believes himself to be, which is a top, top-level manager. And he, knew, he knows he has to win the Champions League to do that. And by his analysis, this Chelsea squad is a mile away from challenging for the Champions League. He is aware enough that their advantage last season was that they played significantly less games than any other direct opponents for the title. He knows that um, part of the reason they won the title is that that lack of extra games, because they weren't in Europe and because they got knocked out of the League Cup early, allowed him to do a lot of specialised physical training, which didn't involve ball work, and pair that with lots of specialised tactical training, which allowed him to change the system and... Uh, prepare well to beat opponents. So he had a, he knows he had a double advantage in that he could get his players physically fitter than most of his opponents and he could spend more time preparing them for individual games and giving them detailed plans for games, which is fundamental to his method, which other opponents can do. And he knows that he can't do that this season because he has to play Champions League games. Um, so it's two games a week, most weeks, instead of one game a week. And because he does the physical training separate to the, the tactical work, in contrast to someone like Jose Mourinho, who, who always does them simultaneously, doesn't do any specialised uh, physical work. Everything's done with the ball. He needs more time. Uh, so the answer from Conte's perspective is to have more players. And he's made it very clear to Chelsea that he wants both quantity and the quality of the squad to be improved. And he has made it clear that if he doesn't get what he wants in the transfer market, he's prepared to step away from that job, which has come as a huge shock to a lot of people. They don't understand that a guy who's won the title in his first season in England be prepared to step away from the job. Um, I think it's come as a huge shock to Chelsea, but it is not an issue that's been resolved. It's uh, been bubbling away for months now. I think I first wrote about it um, maybe in March possibly April, Um, and we were being told that a new contract would be signed, Uh, there'd be no issue with them staying, you get improved terms, it would be done at the end of the season, end of the season's a long time away, we we also were told that it would be done 1st of July and announced, 1st of July's passed, it's not happened. Um, The terms of the contract are fine. The, the offer and financially is, is, is acceptable to Conte. What's not acceptable to Conte yet is what he gets in the transfer market. And it's, um, it's going to be a fascinating thing to watch over the next few weeks is how much ground to Chelsea concede uh, to retain the manager that won them the title 
and whether Antonio Conte is prepared to concede ground if he gets, say, half of what he wants or three quarters of what he wants in the transfer market rather than step away from the club. Well, one of the cards that he has to play in this high-stakes poker game is, of course, that he walked out of Juventus in similar circumstances. And he's a guy with a Champions League record that's been pretty average so far. How, how important is that as a motivating factor to Conte to be a, a Champions League winner? Yeah, absolutely. He, he wants to prove himself the best. He's... Um... Winning is everything to Antonio Conte. There's some, you know, great stories about <laughs> the end of a, a season, uh, one of his seasons in Juventus, where they had the opportunity to set a new um, record for points in the, in Serie A, and they'd already won the the, the league uh, weeks beforehand. And um, and Conte preparing the players for the game, saying, you know, it's crucial we win today. We've got to set this record. And um, Buffon uh, saying, well, Antonio, Antonio, we've, uh, there's some issues to sort out before the game. We need to deal with the club with all, uh, the matter of bonuses for the season. And, um, and Conte basically going spare with, with Buffon, his senior player, and saying, what do you mean? What do you mean? How dare you talk about bonuses? We have to win this game. We have to get the points. We have to set the record. <laughs> the man is obsessed with with records, with winning, with points totals, with doing the best possible, which which has been hugely important to his success as a coach. He's a great impact coach. He comes into teams, he makes a difference rapidly. He turned Juventus from a team that were were badly underperforming in, in Serie A into title winners. He turned Chelsea from a team that were doing what they've done many times, which is undermine a manager, fail to perform, um, take advantage of the way the club is structured uh, to go to the owner or to the executives of the club and have the manager changed. And he managed to turn around that situation to win a title when, as you say, people didn't expect it. But there is another, there's a next step for Antonio Conte, like you say, which is to win a Champions League. And he sees this as an opportunity to do that if he's supported properly. But he doesn't want to get caught in a situation where he's not supported properly and it reflects badly on him. And he takes the blame for failures which, as he perceives it, are not down to him because he hasn't been supported properly in the transfer market. And there's another element here which is, which is important to his reasoning, and that is that last summer he didn't get what he wanted. He's won the title. But Chelsea have let him down twice before, and he doesn't want to be let down for a third consecutive window. What, what's his relationship like with Roman Ibramovic? <laughs> Distant is, I think, how he would uh, is the well the complaint he makes about it. There's you know there's a number of things he wants changed in his working conditions at Chelsea. Um, the, the most important one is recruitment most important one of the players he's working with. But one thing that has been of great concern to him is he, he feels alone in the club. He feels isolated from the owner. Um, he doesn't have a direct line of access when he wants it. And worse, he also feels isolated from the owner's deputy within the club, Marina Granovskaya. That's what I'm told uh, regarding Conte's relationship with Granovskaya and Abramovich. So... 
It's not an uncommon problem that's happened at Chelsea to numerous managers as part of the sort of repeating story of, of success and failure and sacking managers and bringing another one in. But um, Antonio Conte is not happy with his relationship with Roman Abramovich. How does he assess the first 11? You talked about you wanted better quality players and more depth to the squad. The main 11 that won the league last year, his first 11, would he consider that strong enough to make an assault on the Champions League or is he wanting players that can come straight into that? No, not at all. It's, um, you know, look, he wants, he wants two strikers. He wants a top centre forward. <laughs> um, as much, you know, Rom Romelu Lukaku is... is one of the guys he'd be prepared to take as centre forward. Whether you think he's a top centre forward is another matter, but um, but that it's that level in terms of pricing. So you're talking about a player that Everton are asking 100 million for, um, and he wants another one because, as we all know, he's told Diego Costa he's no longer part of his plans for next season. Um, he wants two central midfielders. They're probably going to get, well, they have a deal agreed, financial terms agreed with uh, Monaco for Bakayoko, so he'll come in. Um, but Conte's position is he doesn't want to let, let Nemanja Matic leave until there's a second central midfielder in. Um, he wants Alexandro um, from Juventus as left-back, uh, left-wing-back, stroke left-winger. He wants at least one centre-back. He wants a right-back. Um, he, well, they've got a backup goalkeeper in, but it's, it's kind of telling in itself. Uh, uh, if you'd if you'd asked Antonio Conte where he wanted to be at this stage of the transfer window, he, I'm sure he wouldn't have told you that the one signing he'd like to have at this stage was was Willy Caballero from from Manchester City, and that's that's what he's got at the moment. Um, so, if you look at that list of players he wants in, that tells you a good bit about what he thinks about the, the current 11 and how much needs to be added to it to to make them competitive at Champions League level. A big part of his success last season was obviously a switch to the 3-4-3 formation. Do you see that as a shape that he'll look to continue persevering with? Yeah, I think he'll continue using that. I think um, he'll probably carry on with that as his base formation, but he's... he's He's tactically flexible. He, he will set them up to play different ways as necessary. I'm not sure he's so tactically flexible within games as some of the other managers, but in terms of uh, preparing his players ahead of matches to, to use different systems, he's, he does a lot of work on the training ground. In fact, so much work on the training ground that sometimes the, the, the players complain of being bored of, of the of the training ground work they're doing, although they appreciate that it worked for them last season um, and are, are generally positive about the way they've been managed by him. OK, Duncan, that's uh, fascinating stuff. Thanks for joining me today on the Transfer Window podcast. I'm sure there's a lot more to come with regards to Chelsea, and we'll be here to pick all of that up. Please go and subscribe to the Transfer Window podcast at iTunes and all other good podcasting networks to guarantee you get the podcast ahead of everyone else. Thanks for listening.